0: This is the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends. Thank you so much for joining us. Make sure you hit that like, subscribe, and notify button so you can be aware whenever a new episode is available. Also, leave a comment and a review. We would really appreciate that. And now, off to this week's episode of the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends. Hey guys, just want to give a huge shout out to our sponsor, RX Smart Gear. They have been a wonderful partner uh, over this last month in supporting our podcast and getting the word out about it uh, and participating on it. Uh, we just want to thank Dave Newman and RX Mark here for everything they've done. Don't forget, anything in the store, you can use our discount code Clydesdale15, all caps, to get 15% off everything in the store with the exception of uh, special editions and new releases. That's Clydesdale15, all caps. Uh, I have been a user of RX Smart Gear Jump Ropes uh, since 2014. They are the best in the business. I've got friends that are now using their grips and uh, love them immensely. So, hey, now's the time to get it for 15% off. Go check it out at rxmarkgear.com. Uh, Clydesdale 15 for 15% off everything in the store. Element 26. They're just a great company. They have so many innovative products, and we are so hap- happy to partner with them. They have the best chocolate scripts in the business. They have the best thumb tape in the business. They have incredible self-locking weight belts. Um, they also have knee sleeves. They have belts to wrap around a barbell so you can do low bar work on a rig. They're so innovative. They're always coming up with new ideas. We love partnering with them. And listen, we can get you a 10% discount. Just use Clydesdale 10 at checkout. That's Clydesdale 10, all caps at checkout. Get 10% off your order at element26.co. That's element26.co. Tell them Scott sent you and we'll see you soon. Super excited to have you on. Thank you so much for, for doing this.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I'm excited to be back and um, to chat some more.
0: So I, uh, I saw this morning on your Instagram, you doing um, obstacle work handstand walks. Was yes, that in memory correct. of Dave uh, forcing you to come out cold <laughs> at the games?
1: Um, no, that was not in light of that. However, that was a, that was a good memory that I had um, of, from the CrossFit Games. Um, no, we have two of we're lucky to have two of those obstacles at our gym. And so we practice them quite a bit and, um, you know, just with water coming up, you never know um, what they're going to be throwing at us. So just making sure all the skills are sharp for that. And, um, but yeah, that was a good, that was a good moment at the games.
0: Yeah. So I want to talk to you about the elephant in the room to start, and then we'll get into all of your stuff. Um, but you had the unique opportunity, uh, to be the demo team captain last year at the games. Yes. So you worked very closely with Dave for like a month, maybe more. Um, a little testing more, yes. workouts. Yeah. So I want to get your reaction to the news that Dave was let go by CrossFit. Um, since you have worked so closely with him.
1: Yeah, I feel very you know, grateful and honored to have had those experiences last year to get to work with Dave. Um, I had worked with him in the past a little bit, um, and we lived pretty we used to live pretty close to uh, the ranch and also where he lives. So, yeah, I mean, my initial reaction, you know, it's just sadness. And, you know, I, I was kind of telling Ross yesterday that I was like still kind of in shock. I think at, like, I was like, Oh, it's not like real, you know, like he's not actually like let go or fired. And So I think that that is just kind of, um, you know, I don't have any like insider information and I haven't, um, you know, Talk to Dave really since the games that much, but just um, I think it's just a sad loss for the community, and I'm sure there's a lot more details to the story that probably nobody knows or we might not ever know. Um, so it's hard to make a comment as far as like, was it the right choice? Was it not the right choice? I mean, I'm sure that there are things that we don't understand, um, but just as far as like you know. Dave as a person, like the, every time that I got to work with him, I was just incredibly inspired by his passion and his, um, you know, attention to detail and just passion for our sport and for the CrossFit games and for the test. And so that was just always such an honor to be around him and the rest of the games team. So that will definitely be, you know, a big missing piece um going forward but um yeah like i said there's there's not really any we don't really have any information about it and so it's it's hard to like have really an opinion on the situation as a whole but just you know i i really liked dave and i loved working with him and always thought he did such a great job and have so much respect for him as a professional and director of the game
0: yeah i um i have mixed emotions because You know, I've, every time I've met Dave, he was so kind to us. He -hmm. came on this show and he was very open and um, Mm -hmm. candid with us, um, which was awesome, but it doesn't mean that I can't also be excited about the future of CrossFit. And because it's been one person who's run this event for 15 years and maybe it's time for some fresh ideas and I can be sad for Dave and excited for the future at the same time. And I think Mm -hmm. it's crazy because, you know, the internet gets a little wound up. And it's, it's either one way or the other. And so.
1: Well, I think people, you know, when you go through and read some of those comments too, like people just are searching for answers, I think. And so they make these, you know, jump to conclusions or say crazy stuff. And it's like, (laughs) I don't think that's, I mean, I don't know what it, what actually happened, but some of the stuff is just like ridiculous. And it's also, you know, like anything else, very polarized, like you were saying, (laughs) it's either great or it's, Or it's the worst thing ever so but yeah I think definitely feel for that um but yeah I mean Dave was definitely the evil mastermind behind it all but there was of course a huge team of people that you know helped him and and worked together on that and so I'm sure that those people will still be a part of it so it's not like completely starting from scratch whatever
0: Well, I want to thank you for for doing that for us. I know that there are very few answers and maybe maybe Mm -hmm. it's as simple as just it was a business decision and people are trying to make it more than it is. But I I appreciate that with the limited information, your candid comments about the situation.
1: So I want to go go back to
0: the games because um, I thought it was one of the best program games ever. Um, You were part of the testing for all of that. What was that experience like for you? Cause we talked to you, I think just weeks before the games and haven't got really your, your comments about how it was at the games for you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I I can't remember exactly what I said in my last um, podcast, but basically right after semifinals, I uh, got a call from Dave. Um, Like I said, we used to live really close to the ranch. So it was, it was easy for me to go up there or down there. I'm sorry. And um and just start working on the the workouts um it was really cool I think that you know in the past they've had um Paul Tremblay was the demo team captain and um I I don't know how much to the extent of testing that he had done like when I was on the demo team in 2017 it had seemed like Dave kind of had other um athletes do the testing and then the demo team was mostly just at the games so um I'm not sure if they've really had anybody uh, do what I did last year, which was like basically go through the testing from the very beginning all the way through and then be like a part of the games as well. And so I think that that was just a really, you know, unique opportunity to see the evolution because um, a lot of the times when you're testing workouts, because um, they would bring in other athletes, I would say I wasn't the only one, um, but you don't really get any information. You just show up you have no, you, you get a random email from Wilson or Luke, Lucas, you show up, and Dave's there and he's like, all right, warm up to do this. And like, that's all the information you get, like the workout um, usually changes, um, he'll make tweaks on it. And, um, and that's stuff that you don't really see. But since I was there for such a long period of time, and then obviously, um, at the games, too, it was really cool to get to see that how the workouts evolved changed and fit all together into this like perfect puzzle at the end. And um, also just being there for the the rest of the demo team and getting to see them go through the workouts that that I had done so many times, you know, you kind of understand their pain and you're also like, yep, it's your turn to suffer now. So that whole experience was, was really fun and, um, we had such a great demo team too, like everybody was super hardworking, but also really fun and just like we had such a fun time there and uh, I just told them all I was like just be ready for for anything and they definitely embody that and um, just did such a good job of like rolling with it, everything that they needed us to do.
0: So I know you, uh, so you <laughs> said that you you were got a chance to kind of watch some of the other athletes go through those things does that Oh, yeah does that kind of light a bigger fire under you for the following year? Um, you know, seeing, okay, here's, here's where I'm at. Here's where they're at. I'm,
1: yeah. You know, I'm right in that
0: mix. So I just want to grind for a little sure. harder.
1: Yeah, I think so. Especially like seeing, the, <clears throat> getting to see the game workouts this year. Like I think, you know, I, I, I think it would have been, those would have been good workouts for me and you can never pick the workouts that you get to do and, you know, Typically, you know, the Open has like certain styles of workouts and the regionals or semifinals have like certain styles of workouts and so does the games. And I think that um, just because I've been doing the sport for so long, I have that experience. So like the more workouts, the better for me and like the higher skill type of stuff that you usually see coming out at the games, like the pegboards, like the freestanding uh, handstand pushups, the obstacle course stuff like that is what I'm are some of my strengths and so stuff like that it's like yeah it does really like excite me and you know in a way like I I feel like oh I I wish I could be out there but at the same time like I know that I have to like earn my spot to be there and go through all those levels of the competition and just keep improving on my weaknesses you know really and um, the the things that are holding me back from getting to that level and and really, like I said, just got to earn it to be there. And I was grateful to be there um, in the capacity that I was. But, yeah, still definitely motivated to to get there as an athlete and um, be able to showcase what I can do um, on the competition floor as well. You're muted, oh, Scott. You're on mute.
0: <laughs> Scott, you're muted. Yeah, I, I'm a professional. I do this for a living. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you mentioned fun. Um, mm-hmm. And I would say that that was a capital F, capital U, capital N uh, underlined yep. with the crew that they put together <laughs> for the games. Oh, yeah. Every time I bumped into you, you were laughing <laughs> and smiling. So how much fun did you all have? I
1: mean, yeah, it was I think it's just such a unique opportunity for all of us athletes to be at the competition. Um, most of the athletes who were on the demo team have been, have competed at the games. And so they've, they've experienced it in that like stressful, you know, like serious, um, environment. And then, um, you know, even for myself, like just anytime I compete, it's, it's a little bit more serious, but, um, it was very much like getting to experience the games in a different, in a unique way, um, but, and still get to go through, you know, the pain and the suffering that we all, you know, hate to love (laughs) secretly and um, get to do the fun things like out on the floor um, and seeing how everything comes together, but without the pressure of like, having to perform a certain way or having those expectations, um, on yourself. And in a way, you know, like we all kind of knew the workouts before they were released a a little bit before, you know, for testing and stuff. And so you're kind of like bonding over that too, because, you know, most of us are friends with the other athletes, but of course we can't like talk to them about the workouts um even once they are released we're not really like we can't talk to them about like strategy and stuff because that would obviously give them like an unfair advantage so it's really is like you have this like bonding moment between the team and um and just we're together all week like basically from the time we wake up until we go to bed because the days are super long um, we're we're getting there really early and then hanging out until like basically everybody else goes home so yeah, it's just you you bond and you have a lot of fun and, and we're all athletes too. So we all live very similar lifestyles and, and can laugh at the same, you know, things about CrossFit and training and, and all of that. So just a unique bond and it was such a fun group of people. You know, we were singing all the time and dancing and playing games and having fun. It was, it was so cool. So,
0: so cool. do you guys, uh, do you guys do kind of what us CrossFit nerds do and and like oh, okay,
1: I think T is going to do great in this one, but this one's going to be it. and kind of yeah, gauge each other on who you think is going to do well. Of course, yeah, of course.
0: So my my question is, um because you're the captain of the team, and then you have something happen like Tola and Christine being called out to do the snatch event to demo it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do you root for your team to beat all the field?
1: <laughs> well. No, I don't think it's necessarily like that. I mean, I think everybody loves to see big weights going up. And um, kind of like I was saying with like showcasing those, you know, my own skills, like I know that Tola and Christine are some of the strongest, like, in all of CrossFit. And so it was just really cool to get them, like to watch them do like their thing and like throw around the big weights. And, you know, nobody's like, everybody knows that it's different when you're in a competition, you've done events before and after it actually means something. And so like, it's, it's more just for fun and um, to get the crowd excited and to get to showcase their amazing strength and abilities also.
0: And so every athlete we've talked to since the games has talked about the um, assault bike, a thruster, or was it a thruster? Snatch. Snatch. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so bike snatch workout and poor James and con mm-hmm. had to do that. How many times? And then he, he made them do it on the floor.
1: Oh no, they only did it once. Um, okay. Okay. Yeah. But uh, well, I did it about, I think four times uh, when it was all said and done. Um, Cause we were testing different versions, um, you know, different rep schemes, different weights a little bit. <clears throat> and then I also did like the team version, which was um, I think 35, 35 straight through. So I did that one quite a few times. And the the second time that I did it, um, I felt like my first take was like the first time I did it. I like was like, damn, I I made that hurt. I paced it perfectly, so I didn't blow up. That's pretty much I think as good as I got. And then the second time, Dave was like, yeah, we're gonna do it exactly the same, but like just try to go faster. That <laughs> was like. Dave I don't I don't know if going faster is going to get me like a faster time and uh so but of course whatever Dave says you have to do and that was the time I just like went full send on the 21 calories and after that I was like oh no I messed up but you have to keep you have to like keep finishing it and um, after that one I had like that was the second time ever that I've like thrown up after a workout and it was just like Stomach just hurt so bad. It's just like laying on the ground, just like waiting for it to pass. Um, But so from all of my traumatic experiences with that workout, once we, and we kind of made a joke that everybody who had come through like that month or two before the games, he pretty much made them do that workout. And so we started to joke that it was kind of like an initiation workout. If you were like a test, uh, a game games testing athlete, And so when we got to Madison, I was like, Hey Dave, like that workout was obviously already like figured out um, at that point. But I was like, Hey Dave, I think you should make the rest of the team go through the initiation. Uh, It's only fair that way. And, um, because Christine had already done it too. And I don't think China, I think China got there a little late. So she got lucky and got out of it, but the three boys were there. And so um, he didn't, them what was going to happen and i don't know if they told you the whole story but they um we he like mysteriously called us out to the coliseum floor one night and rogue had like set up the whole floor like just like they did um for the the athletes and i was like oh this is actually kind of cool like if i had to do it again i don't want to but it would be cool to do it and it's like um you know on the on the floor and so he made them Made them all three race and and do it and it was fun it was it was fun to see them suffer and go through it and then that was you know another thing and that's not to like jump around but I think that's why you know CrossFit is for anybody is so much fun is that like collective suffering you know like even if you just go to your CrossFit class you have your friends there and you're like man we all did that together and like it's really really sucked and we were hurting but we got through it and like we got better at in a way that was fun and so I think it's like that same feeling that anybody who does CrossFit or any type of group class can relate to and like after they did that it was like yep all right you guys are you guys know what it's like too
0: <laughs> yeah Dave actually used that story when he was on with us yeah um, about how he made you do it different ways yeah to kind of see the effect um if someone did try to sprint it
1: yep yeah so yeah, it wasn't, so wasn't a good strategy for me at least. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so now we'll move on to your big move. Yep. We, we kind of knew about it when we talked to you last time, but we couldn't say anything. Yeah. And, but you have moved to Vegas. I have. And you are with the underdogs crew. Mm-hmm. So how did, how did all that go?
1: How did it come about? Is that what you're asking? Or just
0: how did it go? How did the move go?
1: Yeah. the Well, I'll tell you how it came about because it's kind of a funny story too. But I basically last year was training uh, by myself um, and I was like, you know what? It's been like, I've just been in my garage all by myself. I just need a change of scenery. I was friends with Bethany through Born Primitive, and I knew that they had their crew out here. And I was like, hey, do you mind if I come over for a few days to train and just like, you know, switch it up? And so I came out with like no expectations or uh, intentions or anything. And literally after the first day, I was like, I have to move here. <laughs> like there was just something about the community and, and the training environment that I just knew that I needed. And, um so I called up my boyfriend Roth and I was like, Hey, we got to move to Vegas. <laughs> he was like, uh, okay, what?
0: <laughs>
1: and um, so that the rest is kind of history. Like we were just basically knew that we wanted to do it, but we're just waiting on the right timing um, as far as like his job and the season and, and everything else. So, um, that ended up working out after the games just because the season got super busy with semifinals and then testing, obviously, and then the games. Um, and so we decided to pull the trigger after that and um, have been here now for about four months and we're loving it. It's, it's just, you know, I had I had been to visit a few times, so kind of knew what to expect. But getting to live that every day, um, it's just like so much more enjoyment to for the same reasons that I was talking, you know, with the demo team is just like it's something that you're doing all day, almost every day, <laughs> and you're sharing that experience with other people who are who have similar goals, who are trying to do the same thing as you, and um, you know, they're also better than me, and so that I, you know, really look up to them and their inspirations to me, and and we all, you know, share like. Not secrets, but just like you know, when other people are are doing those things, like you know, training, warming up properly, cooling down, doing the recovery, nutrition, like all that stuff, it just makes it so much easier to be like, oh yeah, like i'm I'm doing that too and and um, just like all elevating each other as well. And so it's been awesome, and I'm really excited to. Uh, Most of us are going out to Guadalajara to compete. I'm I'm competing on a team with um, two of my training partners, which will be really fun. Uh, One of them, Alex, uh, I've been training with her since I moved out. And then our third teammate, Kyra, she uh, just moved to Vegas like last week. So we've trained with her a little bit, but um, not as much as me and Alex have trained together. But it's going to be really fun. And it's kind of like just a low pressure way to get the season started. And then, you know, we'll be rolling right into the open.
0: It's funny um, because I was in Vegas for West coast and uh, I had dinner with Justin when I Mm -hmm. was there. And after that dinner, I wanted to move to Vegas too.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Justin
0: Justin has a way.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh,
0: Him, him and um, Ashley both uh, are just like the sweetest people ever. Yeah. But you, you bring up Guadapalooza and the and the three-person team. Mm-hmm. How stoked are you that they brought that back?
1: <clears throat> it's so fun. I've actually done it before um, in 2018, I believe it was. And I haven't done many team competitions just because I prefer the individual experience from the times that I have competed. Um, but that year, I really did have a lot of fun with my teammates. and. I think it all comes down to you know like being around the same level as your teammates too like back when I first started CrossFit I was on a team and there was just you know it was a bigger team and there's there was just like mismatched priorities and levels and that was just a little bit frustrating like on the competition floor and not like for any personal reasons at all it was just like oh man like somebody couldn't do something. And that was like really frustrating to be feeling like you're like kind of held back. But when I did team at Wadapalooza, the three-person team, um, we had such a good time and it was like, yeah, of course, like certain events you'd have to make up for somebody, but then on other events, like they'd kind of make up for you. So it felt like very balanced and um, in a true expression, I guess of like my fitness and our collective fitness And so I feel that way with like this team too. Like we all have obviously our different strengths and weaknesses, but I think like as a team, it will be really fun to um, go out there and, and be able to showcase those strengths um, with each other. So I'm really excited for the three person team. And we've already, of course, got our outfits planned out and uh, (laughs) we're, we're ready for that. So it's going to be, it's going to be really fun.
0: What I love about the three-person team is it's so unlike anything at the games. So there's no pressure to it. It's just like, go have fun. And and it's so obvious at at the number of big name athletes who are doing the three-person team this year, how fun it can be.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think so. And I think especially being so close, excuse me, uh, close to the season starting, uh, a lot of athletes are preferring to do that. I mean, you can look at it both ways, like, it's a great way to kind of get some competition experience before the the game season starts or it's a time to you know go compete but like not have as high of like volume or stress on your body or or even mind um as a team and like you said there's not really pressure of course we're all competitors and we all want to do our best and everybody's trying to go to win um but at the end of the day, like most of us don't really do like, we haven't been training as a team of three, you know, like all year. So it's kind of just like, yeah, we'll go have some fun, see what happens and do our best. And so,
0: yeah. So you've been in the sport a while now <clears throat> and you have done it a few different ways. Now you're with underdogs. Mm-hmm. What is the biggest difference you noticed since moving to Vegas and being under that umbrella?
1: Well, I think there's kind of two ways to look at it. And one way that I, <clears throat> something that I said to myself before I moved out here <clears throat> was that even if there is no positive um, effect or training, you know, elevation, like if I, do, if I don't get any better as an athlete, um, which I know that I will, but um, even if, there, if I knew there wouldn't be that effect, Just the enjoyment and the fun that I get to have every day with having um, awesome training partners is worth it to me because I know that the competition, the games or semifinals or whatever it may be is, is such a small sliver of the season and my life. And so it's really about creating that joy and fulfillment and, fun i guess for you know the 99 percent rest of the year um and that's i honestly think that's why i've been able to stay in the sport for so long because i i am loving what i'm doing and i just keep finding ways to to keep loving it and i think ultimately like you know everybody has a different path to their best uh self but i think that ultimately the longer I can stay in it, the better I can keep getting. And I might not, you know, make it to the games this year or, you know, I haven't made it in the past, but like, I'm still loving what I'm doing. And yeah, that's my goal is to make it to the games, but by enjoying it, I'm able to keep doing it and keep incrementally getting better and better. So that's just like, you know, the life of being here around other athletes with the coach and then the other side of it is like the actual training, like the programming and like what we're doing every day. And, um, you know, it's, I don't think that being in the sport for as long as I have, I, I, I really don't feel like there's like a, a secret program, you know, that's going to like get anybody to the games. Like, first of all, everybody is a completely different athlete. They have different backgrounds coming into the sport, different strengths, weaknesses, different training ages, different potentials in certain areas. Um, But I think that one thing that underdogs really focuses on a lot more than what I have in the past is just like the, the monostructural pieces and the cardio. Um, We do six of those every week and that's a lot more than I've ever done. And so I think that for me, especially, um, you know, I'm a little bit smaller athlete, um, and I've been, my training age is, is older because I've been doing it for so long. So, yes, I'm hoping to continue to keep getting stronger, but, you know, I'm never going to be as strong as Danny Spiegel or, or some of those girls that are just bigger than me and they're way, way stronger than me already. Um, you know, I hope to keep hitting PRs, but that's just the reality of it. And so, for me, like that, that um, fitness aspect or the, um, cardio like engine side of it is where I feel like I have the most untapped potential um in and improving as an athlete and so I, I feel like that has really made a big difference um even on the strength side so like I might not have PR'd by 20 pounds but if I can repeatedly hit my 90% or whatever it may be I think that that can make a big difference and then also on top of that just the environment of, you know, pushing yourself and seeing what others can, can do easily. Uh, we actually just had this conversation uh, yesterday. Um, we were doing that handstand obstacle course and um, we were kind of like messing around with it and doing some freestanding handstand pushups. And um, the, the boys were kind of like struggling a little bit. And I so saw, I was like, let me try. And I just like went out and did it. And then right after I went, um, Ricky went and he was like, oh, I was like, thank you for just showing me like, that it was possible kind of in a way. And I thought that, you know, obviously that was a compliment for me, but I really feel that with the other athletes there too. It's like, sometimes when you're by yourself, it's easy to be like, oh, this is so hard or like build it up in your head to seem a lot more difficult than it is. And then when you see another athlete whether it's doing a skill or doing a Metcon or doing a strength piece, do it seemingly effortlessly or just do it at all. You're like, Oh, okay. Like I can do that. It's like the, the, uh, the four minute mile, right. Or, or whatever. Like, it's just having that, seeing other people doing it is, is inspiring and also just helps you also rise up. So Yeah. I kind of forget what the initial question was, but, um, you know, the, what I'm liking out here in Vegas. And I think there's so many aspects of it and, um, I'm really excited to get the season started and see, you know, what's, how it, how it plays out.
0: So you started your answer with the fact that coming in, you're saying it doesn't, if I don't get any better in the competitions, Mm -hmm. at least I'm enjoying the day to day. Yes. Yeah. And doesn't it, that's, first of all, that's an awesome mindset. And I, and I love that that's what you have. Secondly, isn't that mindset kind of what helps you do better in the competitions?
1: Yes. And that's something that I've been really exploring these last few years as well. Um, I think when you're new and when I was new in the sport, I don't want to be speaking for anybody else, but when I was new in the sport, it was so easy to stay motivated when you're like continually seeing like huge leaps in progress, whether that's PRs or, you know, moving up on the open leaderboard, placing better at regionals. You're like, okay, like I can see, like, I have a goal. I can see that I'm making incremental improvements to get there. And I'm pretty much going to get there by like this point in time. And so for me, when that like, kind of stopped happening um it was uh kind of confusing and and it really tested my my love and passion and my why like am I just doing this to make to be able to call myself a games athlete or like why am I doing this and what if I'm never a games athlete because ultimately I don't have the control over that no matter how hard I work or if I'm doing every single thing right, um, it's, there's no guarantee because there's workouts that come out that are out of your control. The other competitors are outside your control. So it really tested me and I'm, I'm grateful to have that experience. And it also made me, forced me to like redefine like what is success for myself. And it's easy to be like, oh, well, I just keep getting better every year, placing better every year. But there's so many factors in that, that like, I've placed lower in the open on years that I know I was fitter, but it's just like, it's, so it's sometimes the open placement does show your fitness, but sometimes it doesn't either. And so like detaching from that narrative and redefining success for myself, like if I train all year and I do, I'm doing everything that I can, but I place lower in the open, am I going to be like upset about it? And I was for, for a while. And of course, you know, I still have, you know, I'm not perfect at it now. It's, it's definitely a, it's mental training just as much as the physical aspect of it. But um, so just finding that um success and things that you can control so going back to what you're saying is like that really I've felt in the last like year or so has helped me take the pressure the external pressure off myself um you know because it's like rewriting stories like if I don't make it to the games I'm not a legitimate athlete or something like that and so that is something for myself that I really struggle with and so constantly practicing on, like okay well how am I what is my definition of success that's in my control and what what can I be taking action on to like make that come true because it's easy to just like wish for something that's outside of your control but then you can't really take action towards that if it's not in your control and so it keeps my mind focused on the things that I can do and there's a sense of fulfillment from that too so like this year at semifinals I didn't obviously make it to the games, but I felt like it was one of my best seasons um, physically and mentally because I just really enjoyed um, the experience of competing. And I felt like that allowed me to express my best self on the competition floor as well. And I just wasn't good enough this year. And that's fine. Like I'm going to that's why I'm, you know, moving and, and trying to figure out, like, what else can I uncover to keep tapping into my potential and become the best athlete that I can. Um, But still having that sense of pride and, um, you know, encouragement for myself, like what I did was really freaking awesome. And just because I didn't, you know, can't say that I'm a games athlete, doesn't mean I'm not a worthy athlete or person, you know, and I think we're all kind of like searching for that meaning in our lives and being able to, Uh, define what that means for us that's inside of our control I think can I've found to bring myself a lot of fulfillment and joy and again back to the longevity thing you know if I was constantly hating competing and I put all these this pressure on myself and was always disappointed like that's really easy to be like I'm not doing this anymore because all it's bringing me is disappointment and I was definitely there for a while and I feel like, not that I have figured it out now, because like I said, it's still a practice and I, re- I definitely still struggle with that. Um, but just something that I, I'm at least aware of it now and I can start, you know, working on it and making steps towards that.
0: Well, two comments to that. If anybody saw the second half of the West coast classic, they know you're a legit athlete.
1: Yeah. Thank you. <laughs>
0: And two, I think that that is great advice for everybody in CrossFit, not just elite athletes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yeah. I know I started in 2011 mm-hmm. and, you know, the PRs are few and far between now. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and so you have to find, you have to find your love for doing it without mm-hmm. hitting the PRs all the time. Yeah. And I think in
1: CrossFit too, like not to cut you off, but like there it's not as easy as like, Oh, I'm getting better. or I'm not getting better. Cause it's like, well, you might, there's so many stuff that we have to do. And so you might be getting better in these areas where you have more untapped potential. Like I was saying for myself, like the endurance stuff, but I might not be hitting PRs and maybe like, I'm pretty close to my maximum potential on my strength. So it's like, it's, it's difficult to do because it's not as clear as like, Oh, I went faster you know it's 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 very confusing
0: yeah i was just going to say an um, athlete like charlie who's just naturally incredible mobile. you know it it he doesn't cprs ever because he just came into the sport knowing it all yep <laughs> super mobile all of the above and that's dripping with sarcasm <laughs> Um, so now I want to talk about Ricky just a little bit, because you mm-hmm. seem to be at the epicenter of all the big stories in CrossFit right now. Um, <laughs> oh so Ricky comes back and joins <clears throat> the underdogs program. He has now moved to Vegas, uh, at least temporarily. What mm-hmm. has that been like? Um, and I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to let you know up front, like Charlie and our big Ricky fans, we, we want him to succeed. And so I just want to get your impressions on what you think it's been like since Ricky came to the States.
1: Um, well, to be honest, I've only, I think I've only trained with him two days now because I actually, I got COVID on Christmas when I was at home. So I was stuck in isolation for, you know, my 10 days.
0: <laughs> Me too.
1: Yeah. Us too. And millions of others, um, So I've been kind of stuck in isolation for the last, um, few days for the, um, most of the time that he's been here, um, Monday was my first day actually back to the gym. Um, but I mean, what I've seen, like, this was the first time I met him and, you know, he seems like a nice guy and, um, definitely hardworking. I think that it's complicated, you know, like, the situation like I feel like as a competitor to be blunt like he fucked up and it's kind of like frustrating as an athlete who's you know been in the sport trying to do it the right way for so long and um there is definitely like I I'm like bro like (laughs) you're a cheater you know at the end of the day like you did that but at the same time like I recognize that it's not it's not a black and white thing. And kind of like we were talking about uh, at the very beginning of this podcast of like, it doesn't have to be like, you know, love him or hate him. It's like, well, he fucked up. I don't agree with like his choices and, but he's now assumingly playing by the rules. And that's what CrossFit says is the rules. Like you get caught and then you serve your ban, and then you can come back and compete. And so it's not really up to me to decide, whether that should be allowed or not like that's the rules that I signed up to play with so it's like kind of you'd have to re- respect that and you know as a person like I would I obviously believe in people giving you know people second chances and whatnot um, so it's complicated I mean he seems like a nice guy and um, I've enjoyed the short time like training together with him and um, hopefully he can, um, you know, show everybody that he can do it, not, not cheating. And um, yeah, that's that.
0: (laughs) Well, I think, I think it was cool that what you said is he watched you do the handstands and said, thank you for showing me that it's possible. Like there's a humility there that I think people have never associated with him before.
1: Yeah. No. And I think that like, I mean, it's, I don't, I try to not get too wrapped up, you know, in like the comment sections of everything and the drama that's happening. Um, but I think it's easy to paint somebody like that, um, like as a villain. And we all know that most people in this world are not a hundred percent good or a hundred percent bad. You know, we all live somewhere on that spectrum in the middle. And so to judge someone's full character by like one action that they did is not fair. And um, we all have, you know, good and bad moments. And so I think that, yeah, as a person and a and as his character, like I can only speak to, you know, what, what I've personally seen and yeah, he's a cool guy. <laughs> yeah. I, With, you yeah. Know, who has, you know, he doesn't have like, From what I've seen, you know, like Ted doesn't have an ego or he's just there to get better like the rest of us. And, you know, you, I can respect that aspect and, you know, we were all super sore after a workout we did on Monday. And so we were all, you know, um, communally sharing that experience and yeah, just another athlete.
0: Yeah. It's like the old adage, you know, you'd never want to be judged on your worst day.
1: Yeah. That's you good. know,
0: and <laughs> yeah. um and I've had some pretty bad ones, and thank God I'm old enough that I grew up in a time without cell phones, <laughs> you know, but uh mm. but uh we're wishing him well. But I want to move on to yeah. uh your born primitive line. Yeah. Which is killing it.
1: <clears throat> thank you. Um,
0: and so did it just come out in December. Yes. Okay, so the new line just came out in December. And uh, what what are your favorite things from the new line?
1: Oh, that's like choosing a favorite cat. You know, you, you, you can't say it publicly, right?
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> They're all my favorites, honestly. Um, I feel super grateful to have the opportunity to get to design pieces that I really love and a lot of work went into, you know, paying attention to all those small details and getting them... Really, I want to say perfect, but nothing, <laughs> nothing's ever perfect, especially when you're, you know, kind of as nitpicky, I guess, as I am. But getting them to a place where I'm, like, super excited to share them with the world, like I said, it's been a really long time working on them. We've, I've been developing some of those pieces for almost two years. And so to finally see them, I think that's one of the most fulfilling things about creating collections with Born Primitive is that I am working on these pieces for so long and I get to wear them and try them out and fall in love with them and then they finally get released basically to the whole world and it's just so fulfilling to me to see other women like loving them and feeling really confident and strong and wanting to you know get after their workouts and their goals and then and I just because I think that in a way that we can all like, you know, we've all gotten those that new pair of shoes, and we're like, excited to, you know, bust them out at the gym the next day. And so I think that there's a little bit, you know, it's a small part, but a way that that can help inspire people to be their best selves. And as an athlete, that's something that I've always tried to do on my journey is just like, I don't feel like I'm anyone special. Like I just Anybody can you know, go after their goals and it might be scary, but if you keep working, um, you can find success and fulfillment in your life too. So that's my hope to share with others um, through the clothing line. And um, yeah, it's been
0: really fun. So how cool is it to be with a company that is so empowering of you? And you know, when your line comes out, they make you a supermodel. Yeah. The shoots make you, I mean, you're already a very attractive woman and then they put you on these, this marketing campaign and you're like a supermodel.
1: Yeah. I mean, I just feel I, like I said, I'll, I'll I'll say it until I can't, but super grateful for their support and their, uh, enablement. Is that a word? Enablement to, (laughs) to really make my vision come to life and so i think i just like i've i had the vision for like that photo shoot in in joshua tree for so long and i was like let's just see if we can make it happen and they're like yeah let's let's do it and so really um you know i i love doing the the photo shoots and you know creating that like visual aspect too but i think for me the the more fulfilling part is just like having the vision whether it's for the branding of the line or what it stands for or the pieces and how it all comes together and then seeing that come to life and like we're doing it so like at the photo shoot in Joshua Tree I was just like there was this moment where just everything was like had come like full circle and like I just felt like it was being perfectly executed and it was just like emotional it's like wow like it's cool to be able to have this like specific vision and like just make it make it happen and obviously that was like through the tremendous help with Born Primitive all the models that and athletes that came out and um, you know the photographer videographer like everybody is a part of that and so that felt really special to have all of those people there at the shoot, like helping me bring my vision to life. So I just felt really grateful for that.
0: So, so Joshua tree was your idea.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: That, yeah. I mean, it yeah. really that photo shoot, like just went up a notch in the stuff they've done in the past. Um, so yeah. that's really awesome <laughs> that you were the creative mind behind that.
1: Yeah. Thank you. I, I appreciate that. And I think that's one of the things, um, the bigger pictures also of the, of the line, that I that I love doing I love having you know being able to sort through all those details have that that creative vision and every everything that I've done with my line has been from my vision you know like all the pieces were created by me um, all the fabrics were chosen by me all the colors you know patterns all of that stuff was um, was kind of my vision and then born Prim- I really lean on Born Primitive. For their you know kind of back-end execution helping make it happen Um, you know obviously they do like all of the manufacturing and and I work with their um, designer to to make kind of like what I have in mind come to life and then it takes usually a few uh, iterations to get it right like I said before like the fit and the feel and everything Um, but yeah as far as like the marketing and the photo shoots like that I don't know, like the, I kind of feel like the sky has been the limit with them, um, which is super cool. And to really be able to take that ownership over it too, and kind of be like, hey, this is like what I'm thinking. And that's what I did for the photo shoot. I was like, hey, I've had this, it actually was inspired by um, one of my favorite bands, Rufus Sol. Over COVID, they did um, this like concert in Joshua Tree, but it was, nobody attended it. They just filmed it. And it was like in the middle of the desert with like those led lights and i was like oh my god like i just love this aesthetic and just felt so connected emotionally to that to the, to that set and i was like how can i you know the the theme behind this collection is grit and so be like i don't know it felt like that was like desert to me like not super like polished but kind of like dirty and gritty and. Um, so I felt like that really fit well together and yeah, just kind of a brainstorm explosion from there, but just, uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was awesome. <laughs>
0: see, it shows the age difference because when you say Joshua tree and I see Joshua tree, I think my favorite band, you too. And so, okay. yeah. But uh, cause that was their, like their breakout album was Joshua tree.
1: Oh, wow. Okay. That's cool. I don't know that much about you too. Um, but that's cool to know that they were there. And, and it's, I think it's also cool to see the, like the lineage of like inspiration too. Like they were probably inspired by somebody else too. And they did that. And maybe, you know, Rupus was kind of like inspired by them plus something else. And then that like keeps going down and um, down the line of like creativity and inspiration.
0: So your friend <laughs> and training partner now has her own line. Did you get yeah, to mentor at all in that? Or did you just let her have fun?
1: Um, I wouldn't say I was necessarily a mentor. I mean, I was definitely open to like helping her. Um, I think especially with like, she had a friend of hers help her design it. The the actual like pieces. And so um, that was definitely like all them. Um, but as far as like the the launch and kind of, more of the creative like vision of the marketing and stuff um I was definitely we we all all the athletes had um a photo shoot out there and we were kind of discussing um launch strategy with me her and Scott because all of our lines were um basically ready to go at the same time so we were kind of trying to figure out like what would be the best uh plan of action for releasing them and then I was just you know kind of telling them some of the more behind the scenes stuff that I have done that, like you said, you didn't even really know that was like, like that I did, which was like, you know, just kind of taking really like what born primitive has encouraged me to do. Like I said, it's just like taking ownership of it and bringing any and all ideas to them. And I honestly feel like they've said yes to all the ideas that I've had. And um, I'm, I'm super grateful for that. And hopefully that has been, you know, one of the reasons why it's been successful. And I think them having that trust in me too, is, is I feel um, honored to have that, but just like <clears throat> creating packages for girls who, um, you know, made it to semifinals or want or whatever it was. And so like, I would go through the list of like the roster of athletes and like look everyone up individually to see who had clothing sponsors and, if they didn't, then I would be like, "Hey, can I send you some some stuff to wear?" And you know, like no no pressure to post or anything, but I just know that like it it stands behind my mission of like wanting to empower other women and make them feel strong and and just that alone is enough to like you know want to support other women, and then so that like helps spread the look, and um, you know that's just like one small example of just taking ownership of like yeah let me just do that and and see like what happens and so really taking on that like entrepreneurial mindset and so that's really what I encourage like her and Scott to do um it might not like um like some of this stuff might not be obvious and like born primitive, isn't going to going to do everything for you. But if you come to them with like ideas and reasons behind the ideas, like, I feel like they've been awesome at like helping me execute those.
0: That's so awesome. So cool that you're connected with a company that allows you all that creative freedom.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. I feel super lucky and, and excited to continue to work with them and keep, keep, uh, you know, moving the needle on that.
0: So I want to finish up with you next week. You're going to Wattapalooza and
1: mm-hmm. then
0: the season is what, like a month away.
1: Yeah, if, I think so. That... End of February. Yeah.
0: So what are your, what are your goals for the season?
1: Um, well, my goal is like, it's always been is to qualify for the CrossFit games. Um, but like I've mentioned earlier in this podcast, like that, I feel is, you know, not really in my control also. So defining success for each level of competition, um, is, is going to be a huge one for me, like working with my mindset coach and really just like laying it out. Like what is, what would, how, you know, before the competition starts, whether it's the open quarterfinals, semifinals, whatever it may be, like basically creating a list of like, this is the character that i want to embody in this competition and these are the things that are in my control that are in alignment with that character and how can i do those things um and that's what i did last year so i'm just excited to keep like building off of that and then obviously with all the physical training you know coming out here to vegas um and being in this environment um that will be hopefully take me to the next level. And, um, you know, if it's not this season, then I'm just going to keep working and, and, uh, doing my best to find that, you know, the best version of me.
0: Oh, I am having a heck of a time with the mute button today. <laughs> so I, my dog was barking, so I had to mute, oh, okay. but, um, so, I think that's incredible. I love the mindset you have going into the season and, you know, we'll be rooting for you. Um, I want to see you get to the games this year Um, and uh, it's going to be fun watching your journey.
1: Yeah. Thank you so much.
0: Uh, Thank you for joining us Uh, as always. It's been awesome and good luck next week in Waterpalooza.
1: Yeah. Thank you, Scott and Charlie. I hope you guys have a great day and thanks for having me on.
0: Thank you.